We are currently going through this series, Who is Jesus? And I wanted to wrap this series um, here on, on Christmas Day. And uh, tomorrow we're going to hear our dear Uncle Reverend Emil uh, Chandran, who's going to bring God's word tomorrow morning at our Sunday service. Um, and, and I really believe that God has um, you know, led us every Sunday throughout this series, who is Jesus, which has become a reminder for us who God really is. Uh, but before I go into the word this morning, um, there was a little project that was given to our King City Leadership College students. And uh, they wanted to go and find out uh, what the people of Trichy thinks who Jesus is. Okay? So they have something for you that you're going to see on screen. All right? I, I hope the team is ready. Yes? Let's, let's take a look at the screen. நல்லது பண்ணா மோடி மோடி பத்தி என்ன நினைக்கிறீங்க 
Even the grandma who was doing the flowers, uh, she knew who Jesus was and I really liked what she said at the end. She said, right? He's the one who is saving everybody. He's the one who is holding everyone together. Um, that is just basically Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. So the question remains, continue to remain in most people's hearts. Who is Jesus? And the interesting thing is, out there when you go, they just know it's God. But do we have the same confidence as Christians that He's our God and He's still alive? Do we still have the same you know, um, confidence that He's our great God and He's still working? Do we have the same confidence that he's our savior and he's still walking with us? Or are we still at a place of doubt, fear, rejection, anxiety, or asking the divine God, hey, are you there? So this morning, I want us to turn our attentions to certain passages that I want to talk this morning as a Christmas message. And uh, if you are looking for um, a cozy, comfortable, hot chocolate, uh, cream type sermon. Um, sorry, not today. Uh, if, you, if you're looking for um, a spicy hot chocolate with a little bit of tang, then that's, that's going to be today. The reason um, I feel God wants to speak to us this manner is because um, when we celebrate Christmas, we tend to dwell a lot in the historical elements and miss on the move of God today and right now. Are we celebrating the Christ that was born 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, which is history, and it's a true story, but are we celebrating the Christ that is being born in a lot of people's life who are far from God, but after they heard the good news, Christ is born in their lives. And are we celebrating Christmas because He is still working? He's still moving. He's not just in history books like any other heroes that we celebrate, like any other characters that we look into, like any other 
uh, historical figures that we look into, that we read uh, and, and we move on. No, no, no. He's not that kind of person. So if you're going to celebrate Christmas from a historical point of view, then we are actually missing the point of what God is doing today and right now. Because he's still writing his story. He's still writing and changing lives and he's bringing people who are far from God into new life in Christ. And if we continue to just make Christmas as a tradition that needs to be followed and celebrated because of what has happened 2,000 years ago, then that's just one side of the story. But actually, God is doing something now, right now, which also needs to be celebrated. And I believe this morning, God wants to remind us all, not just about what He has done 2,000 years ago, but also about what He's doing right now, and even more, what He is about to do in and through our lives. Amen? Because if you look back at the history, if you look back at the story of Jesus, and, and we read it this morning from Luke chapter 2, and if you look back at the genealogy of Jesus, from, and if you read through the entire Luke chapter 1, if you read through the entire chapter, you look at the genealogy of Jesus, and every single person who is named there has somehow encountered God in their lives. They did not know that they are part of something amazing. God said to David that he will establish his throne forever. And it was not just David's throne, but it was actually his genealogy because through David, Christ the king was about to be born and his rule, his reign, his kingdom is going to be forever. But we don't know how much David knew the impact that is going to take place in the world while he was ruling and reigning. Maybe he was just focused on the temple. Maybe he was just focused on, 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 on what needs to happen or maybe, uh, uh, you know, the, the war and everything that took place. Maybe he was just focused on that. But God looked at the big picture. God looked at what would happen 2,000 years later. God looked at there will be an Ahab one day here who will worship Jesus. There will be a Gedi. There will be a Shaban. There will be a, a Sam who would worship God today. So David, get your act together. It's not just about you. It's about what God wants to do in and through you. And I believe that God wants to remind all of us about the big grand picture that God is still working on in our lives and through our lives. Somebody say amen. The sermon I want to call it this morning is called a holy disruption. A holy disruption. Now disruption is not a positive word that people would use. Disruption is not a good feeling. But let me tell you something about the holy disruption. You know, if you look at um, Christmas through a cultural point of view, or how, um, you know, uh, the West have painted the picture to, uh, of Christmas, 
Uh, it was nothing like it. There was no snow. It definitely wasn't a silent night. It definitely wasn't all is calm, all was bright. I mean, if you, if you interview Mary, she'll tell you how her life was disrupted, but it was a divine disruption. When the angel walked in and said, peace be with you, she had no clue how her life was about to change. Oh, but God disrupted her plans. Joseph had no idea. He just thought he's just getting engaged to a beautiful girl. But he had no idea that she is going to be the woman who is blessed among all the women in the entire world. We have Miss Universe, but if we had Miss Blessed, it will be Mary. She was blessed because she carried and about to carry the Savior. Joseph's dream was disrupted. Joseph just wanted to have a nice life, get married, go for a honeymoon, come back to his work and move on. He did not plan for any of this. But there was a divine, holy disruption in his life. If you ask Joseph and Mary, was it a silent night? Uh-uh, no, it wasn't. It was chaotic. They were running up and down the streets. They had to go and, and you know, uh, give their names into writing the census. It was a chaotic time. They were looking for a place for, her to, for Mary to give birth and they couldn't find a place. And, and Mary was really mad at Joseph because he didn't advance a hotel or, or a place uh, you know, for her to have baby and she was really, really mad. And probably that's why she was silent and maybe it could have been a silent night just for Joseph because Mary didn't want to talk to him. But if you look around it, Nothing was silent about the story. Everything was the opposite of what we sing. It wasn't a la 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 la. No. But in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of that disruption, there was a beautiful harmony that was going it looked like disruption everywhere. It looked like chaos everywhere. It looked like God is taking Mary and Joseph out of their plans and, and things are just crazy. By the way, Mary did not have a good time with her family when she said that she is pregnant out of the Holy Spirit. And if you know, in that time in Jewish culture, that was just totally unheard of and totally unacceptable. So Mary was protected by Joseph culturally. We do not know how many people wanted to throw stones at her. It was not easy. It was not easy. But it was a holy disruption. It was a holy disruption. But in the midst of all that chaos, God was sitting on the throne 
and he was orchestrating a beautiful symphony a beautiful choir he was probably god was probably going la 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 mary was probably screaming at joseph i did not ask for this god was like la 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 Sometimes it happens in our homes. When the wives <laughs> are screaming at the husbands and the husbands are like la 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 la. Honey, even when you shout it sounds like Christmas carol to me. It was a holy disruption. You know, If you look at Jesus' earthly lifestyle, his ministry, everything that he did was very disruptive to the culture that he lived in. Just let me give you one example. Jesus visiting the Samar- the women in Samaria was one of the most disruptive moves that he has ever made according to a lot of theologians and scholars. He's not supposed to be there. He's not supposed to talk to the woman. He's not supposed to get a drink from her and she is not supposed to serve him a drink. Everything in that story was disruptive. It goes to show that Jesus from the moment he was born from the moment he was conceived until his death he was going beyond all the barriers of culture. beyond all the barriers of of the jewish law beyond all the barriers that were surrounding him but he kept breaking it he kept crossing it and he kept going out because he did not think about himself first he thought about you and i first has anybody uh, experienced here a random uh, act of kindness from anyone anybody here have you experienced randomly somebody just walked in and be really 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 kind to you has anybody experienced that yeah only few people lord i pray they shall experience a random kindness how does that make you feel when somebody randomly out of the blue thinks about you you feel loved you feel cared you feel like the whole world's attention is on you you just don't you you don't think about anything else you just forget everything for that moment and just enjoy that right and the reason this person probably walked into your life and was kind to you because they decided to put you first than themselves than themselves every time jesus made a decision to do something beyond to do something unimaginable to do something disruptive the reason he made those choices is because he was thinking about you and i he was thinking about this moment right here this service right here and he's still thinking about the people who are not able to get into the kingdom of god who are not able to accept or receive the truth and he's still his heart is still burning for them But my question to the church is church are we just here to enjoy a traditional christmas 
Or can we have a little bit of disruptive Christmas? It would be nice and cozy if, we, if, it, if it was just me, my household, a lovely family, enjoy the discount and sale from every shop that we can find in the great city of Trichy. And just, you know, find comfort in celebrating and move on the next day. But let me tell you something. God wants to disrupt some things in our life so that he can have the, all the attention that he could possibly have. The question I have for you this morning is, if you feel like God has disrupted some plans in your life already, then you are in his radar. Let me just, let me just tell you that first. You are in his radar. Mary and Joseph are like, uh-uh, welcome to our life. Now you know how we felt. You had all the plans, all set out, even flights booked to fly away. And God said, hmm. La, 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 la. If there is disrupted plans in your life, pay attention. Because it's a holy, divine disruption. I believe God allows seasons, situations. It was a smooth sail, but pastor, something happened in our family. Something unexpected. Something happened in my job. Something happened when it, in terms of my future. I did not ask for this. I did not think about this. I did not plan for this. But I don't know why God is allowing this. But let me tell you something. The reason why God has allowed certain disruptions, certain hardships, certain situations into our life is because He is trying to establish His kingdom in and through us. So if I were you, I would pray, God, show me and tell me what is it that you are trying to do in and through me. It's a holy disruption. It's a holy disruption. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 17. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Philippians chapter 3. Paul writes this to the church in Philippi. And he's talking about a heavenly citizenship. We don't need passports to get into heaven. We just need to know a name. We just need to know a name. And it is that name that we are celebrating today. It is that name that, that is the reason that we are here today. Verse 17, he says, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Paul's heart is breaking when he talks about this saying that he says that I am weeping when I write this to you. I'm weeping when I say this to you because there are many people who are still not with Jesus, who are still not for Jesus, but they are against Jesus. And we know what is going on in our country right now. We know what is going on in our nation right now. They're not against Christians. They are against the living God. 
We need to remember that. We don't have to be fearful. We just need to feel sorry for them. But at the same time, more than sorry, we need to have a burden for them. Paul, you know, he was weeping for the people who was against Christ. Verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly citizenship, earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven. Now this is the greatest promise that we have. This is the big picture that God is working in our lives. So let me remind you something, King City Church, this morning. If God is trying to disrupt your plans and He's taking you in a detour, it's actually not a detour for God. It might be a detour for you because what He's taking you through is what He has already planned for you. And the reason that He has planned that for you, that beautiful, holy, divine disruption, as much as it's painful, as much as you want to give up, accept it, walk through it, because there is hope in it. And the reason God wants to allow that disruption in your life is because He wants to secure your citizenship in heaven. If you understood that, you can say amen. God allows these disruptions because He doesn't want you to be missed out in eternity. He doesn't want you to be missed out. This is what Paul is saying, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that, he, that it may be confirmed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. In other words, if you want this normal Christmas to be a glorious Christmas, allow the holy disruption to happen in your life. If you got something going on and God is disrupting those plans and changing your course and taking you through a path, pray, embrace it, accept it. Like Mary said, not my will, Lord, but yours. Like Jesus said, not my will, Lord, but yours. Like Joseph said, not my will, Lord, but yours. All these people at the end of the day submitted and surrendered for the big picture to happen. And hence we have a beautiful story in Luke chapter 2. We know them. We've heard of them. We keep talking about those amazing characters in the Bible who stood for God. But what we are celebrating is their surrendered heart. Not their rebellious nature. So whatever that God is doing in your life accept it and take it with a surrendered heart because God is on the throne. He's moving. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 9, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And this is the promise that God wants to give all of us this Christmas. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. It will guard your heart from fear. It will guard your heart when you go through disruption. It will guard your heart from, you know, anxiety. It will guard your heart from loneliness. It will guard your heart from doubting the living God and His living word. It will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That's the promise God has for us. His birth, His death, and His re resurrection is a whole thing that has saved us and brought us here so far. But we cannot just be here looking at the history, which is great, but are we committed to the future, the big picture that God is building in and through us right now? Are you part of His story that is still going on right now? Are you experiencing the move of God in and through your life right now? Are you ready to see God's move in the life of your children right now? Are you ready to see God's presence in your house right now? Are you ready to see God move at your workplace like never before right now? Or are we stuck because God disrupted our plans? Are we stuck still asking God, Why Lord? Why Lord? Why me? And God is saying, Why not? Why not you? God wants to fulfill His plans in and through your life. The way Jesus came into this world, as much as we make it look so beautiful with carol singing and everything, in, in this century, it did not feel anything like it when it actually happened. It felt chaotic, it felt disruptive, it felt Everything was going crazy around them. But in the midst of it all, there was a divine plan. So if you can take one thing from this Christmas message this morning, is that we have a God who has a divine plan working in the middle of your divine disruption. Let me say that again. God is working out his divine plan in your life in the middle of your divine disruption. Let me tell you something. I thank God for God to, for he truly disrupted some plans that I had for my life. If, I, if God had not disrupted those plans in my life, I wouldn't have never met all of you in my life. And what a joy we have today 
to come together as one church, as one family. What a joy is it to see so many lives who could have gone away from God but because we came together, because we said, yes, Lord, because we committed to God and kept going, even when we felt like God was disrupting our plans, but a surrendered heart kept going. And it will keep us going because there is a divine plan at work in the middle of everything. I don't know what God is disrupting in your life right now. I don't know what... What, you know, you, you might look, sit there and think, Pastor, everything seems like a disruption right now. It's not just a disruption, it's a, it's a distraction and the distraction leads to depression. There's a lot of things going on, Pastor. But let me tell you something. Can you hear his voice in the middle of all this? Can you try to hear him? Because there is a divine plan. There is a divine plan. You might not feel like praying when this is going on. But can you just listen to him? Because that is also prayer. You don't have to always say something to him when things are going wrong, when things seem chaotic. When you, can you just be still and say, God, speak to me because I really want to hear you right now. And when you pray that prayer, you will get a voice. You will get a word from Him. You will receive something fresh from Him. And it will keep you secure in His divine plan. In the big picture that God has for all of our lives. Church, if you think for a minute that whatever God is doing is just about you, then you have missed the point. Our life is not just about us. This Christmas is not just about us. It's not just a celebration of a traditional historical moment. It's a celebration of what God is still doing right now. Here and now. That's why the Lord taught us to pray. Here Lord on earth as it is in heaven. So God unveil your plans to us. Speak to me Lord. And can we be bold enough to even pray saying let God can you actually go ahead and disrupt my plans. Destroy the things that I think is right so that your plan, your divine nature shall be fulfilled in and through my life. I just don't want to be a person who grows spiritually fat by just getting all the gifts from God and saying, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord. But can we actually say, break me, Lord, so that I can be a blessing to others? That's a Christ-like prayer. That's a Christ-like prayer. I already told you this morning when I started this sermon, if you're looking for a hot chocolate cream top sermon, it's not it. God is not giving us a hot chocolate cozy sermon this morning but a challenging one. Maybe Sam can join us on stage with me. And, but everybody here, can you just take a moment? You've heard God's word. You know, since the Mission Possible series, God has been 
speaking to us. God has been telling us we need to go more and beyond for Jesus. It's not just about me. It's not just about my marriage. It's not just about my children. It's not just about my family. It's not just about my business. It's not just about my school. It's not just about my, 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 my. It's all about Him, 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 and Him alone. To God be the glory for great things He has done. When will that be our song? It will be our song when we truly live a life where we say, God, break me so that your glory shall be revealed in and through my life. Disrupt my plans. Disrupt what I think is best so that your divine plan shall be fulfilled in Jesus' name. So can you pray that prayer this morning? Maybe you're not brave enough to pray that prayer, but that's okay. The Holy Spirit is going to help you right now. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Everybody, all eyes closed in this place. Don't be scared. It's a beautiful disruption when God breaks our plans. It's a beautiful disruption. It's a holy disruption. Because when he disrupts, he's not breaking you to leave you broken. He's breaking you to establish his name and his kingdom over your life. Ah, what a privilege. Imagine if Mary said no. Imagine if Joseph said no. Imagine what they would have missed out if they did not allow the divine disruption to happen in their life so that God's greatest plan can be fulfilled. We shouldn't be that person that says no to God. Thank you, Jesus. May the Holy Spirit give you the strength, the courage, and the boldness to pray this morning. I don't need your blessing, Lord. I need your breaking. Because in your breaking, there is blessing that I could never, ever, ever imagine. God, I surrender my plans. Whatever that you want to disrupt, please go ahead and do that, God. Because I'm in your hands. May the Holy Spirit give you the strength.